Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Take, take TPV Radio with you 24-7. Just download live 365 app from your Apple or Google Play Store. Like us on Facebook at TPV Radio or www.tpvradionetwork.com. Walk with us, family. Let's go! You're, you're, you're listening to TPV Virtual Radio. It's live right now on the Summit Voice on the Summit Voice Radio Network. You're listening to The Voice, the Summit Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk? Let's go! This is AR Base. Keep it locked right here on TPV Radio. You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let us go! Welcome to the two-time Spin Award-nominated, two-time Stellar Award-considered, controversial, off-the-meters radio station in the land. It is your boy, the Psalmist Voice. With an all-star lineup just for you. Live on 365 Daily. And you can catch us on FB Live at TPC Radio. Let's go. Starting with the exclusive interview with your boy, the Thomas Voice, by appointment only. Sunday, TPC Reloaded with the Familia at 2 p.m. Tuesday, Victory Open. You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network.
It is, it, is, it is now time to get your spiritual fix and uplifting word with yours truly, the psalmist voice. Uh, this is the hottest Christian radio show on the planet. Are you ready, ready to walk? Let's go! to the Spin Award nominated. It's the Psalmist Voice. Reload it right now on TPV Radio. What's good, family? This your boy, the Psalmist Voice, a.k.a. Pastor Christopher Newton. And you're listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Walk with us, family. Let's go! Another open door, and we praise God 
and we humbly thank him for what's going on for this season. And yes, again, we have been considered for the Stella Awards 2021 and also nominated for the Spin Awards 2021. We will give you all the information uh, very, very soon. So please like our Facebook page. Also go to our website, subscribe to the page as well. You can get all of the updates when we start voting and what categories and all that stuff. So we are definitely excited about that. Yes. So we're going to pretty much just uh, get our, uh, what do you call it? What they call it? Game faces on. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's fun, though. We praise God for it. So we thank you, family, for joining us this morning. We thank you, TPP Radio family, for hanging with us for six years strong. We thank you so much. God, every year has increased us. It got nothing to do with me. I just thank God that he gives me the downloads necessary to give the word of God the way it's supposed to be given. I'm not saying I'm the next best thing, but I'm close to it under the anointing of Jesus Christ, our King. Just saying. Anyway, we, the familiar, uh, they should be coming in in just a minute, so we're just going to go on uh, with the show. Of course, let me give a shout-out where shout-outs are due. Of course, got to give a shout-out to my first lady, Shanice Newton. Here, TPV Radio, TPV Enterprises. We got a lot going on, y'all. It's a lot to remember, but I should remember, right? Yeah, I should. Shout out to my kiddos, CJ, Tajanique, Jalen, Tyreek, Ian, and Tajane. Daddy loves you all, too. Pieces. And, of course, none of this would have been possible without my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Because without him, family... None of this would be possible. So I do have someone has just rung the doorbell to the studio. Let me figure out who is this. Do y'all hear something? Uh Uh-oh, yeah. There you go. Y'all hear something. I hear it. I think. I know. Who it is? Uh oh, we got somebody at the door, family. Y'all know him as Minister Star Ron. He goes hard with. Javina Distributing and Javina Hunter the Hood, his outreach out there in the great state of Michigan. Ladies and gentlemen, my brother from the same father, Minister Sir Ron Williams. What's up? Blessings to you, brother. How goes your afternoon? Well, I'm good. I'm pumped up. I'm excited and all that jazz. So, I did not know you was at the door, and I did not know you wanted to speak, so that's why I did not put you on earlier, but we gonna be got you on anyhow, so it's all good, and we thank you for for stopping by, man, because I know you got a lot going on, and of course, before we get into all the 
shout outs and stuff like that. We're going to take a moment to lift you up in prayer, bro, brother, and pray. KPV Radio family, if you're listening, if your hearts and minds are clear, please pray for Mr. Siron and his family right now and join me as we touch and agree with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Eternal God, our Father, we thank you and we praise you. In spite of what we may go through in this life, we thank you that you allow us to be here, to be examples of your faithfulness, to be examples of your strength, to be examples of who we are in you. We ask you right now, Father, to lift up Minister Siron right now, heal his jaw, heal his body from the crown of his head to the sole of his feet. Also, renew his spirit. Give him revitalization of your relationship and your love for him, Father. Give him that spark that he needs, Father, that he, that he can knock down the door of the devil that's trying to trap him and try to surround him with a bunch of nonsense. We ask you right now, Father, that you will be the lead. You will be his head. You will be his director. You will be his chief. We ask you right now to bring your angels of comfort. We ask you right now to build the guards up around his head and around his spirit that he will be renewed and he will be freed from his situation that he's going through and his battle that he's going through in his spiritual warfare in his walk with you, Father. But we also lift up his family in his prayer as the head of his family, Father. We lift him up right now, Father. We know things go on in life. I got the t-shirt and the hat to prove that, but we also have to keep you first, Father, in spite of how hard it may be. We thank you for the praises. We thank you for the glory. We thank you for the praise report that's going to come forth from Minister Siron Williams, and we thank you even now that it's already done in Jesus Christ's most awesome and matchless name. Amen. Amen, brother. Amen. Thank you for that. Appreciate that. Yes. Yes, indeed. No problem. Yes, indeed. That's what this is all about. Well, I know you're not in the best of, uh, of of health right now, and I don't want you to oh, go overboard, but I'll keep you locked in, and uh, like you said, just let me know. If you're ready to speak, we'll definitely make sure you have the floor. All right. Blessings, brother. Thank you. I appreciate that. Listen, family, God bless y'all. I'm on here listening. Hey. Yes, bring, sir. Bring the noise. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh-oh. Wait a minute. What is all this going on? Mr. Siron on started something. We got somebody else at the door. Uh, let, let me see who this is. I, I don't know who this is. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. I know who this is. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Chaplain Emmanuel in the building. What's going Praising my brother, I smell a pot of good soup cooking, and I said I got a dial in today. Had a little technical difficulty, but you got to press beyond the difficulties if you want to see Jesus. Let's get it going, brother. Yes, sir. 
Well, let's go ahead and have the fun part of our show, shall we? Because y- y'all like this part. So we have our bipolar state of Texas weather forecast. And y'all know, especially Chaplin, you know how we get down here in Texas. So currently, y'all ready for this? We're at 65 degrees. It's sunny. Today's high will be 65 degrees. There's no wind. It's a beautiful day. You can have your tea. You can have your barbecue. You can do whatever you like. Sit in the back porch, read your Bible, take a hike, whatever it is. It's a perfect day to get out because as y'all know, we've been bound with the ice storm. It kind of messed up everything. Some people are still without power in Austin and in Dallas. The power grid took a took a heavy hit, but we praise God for the organizations that are going out in these communities to make sure we have water and all that stuff. So I thank God for that, and I thank God for the community that we have, and I thank God for you, CTX, for banding the gap together and making sure we stay hydrated, we keep water and all that stuff. Praise God for all of you. Also, we have Brother Don. He's in the building. What's good, Brother Don? What's good, radio family? Yeah, this is Brother Don. I'm kind of remotely today. I'm in the great city of Jackson, Mississippi, headed back to the coast. It's a beautiful day here. The sun is out. The birds are circling. Far cry from where we were two weeks ago. So I'm just enjoying this beautiful day. I got my fighting shotgun here with me, and we are out and about. Amen. Amen. Well, we definitely will be praying for your safe, uh, your safe arrival back home, and because we know God's got you. So just be careful out there. But of course, I know over there you in the Mississippi coast over there. How is it over there for the people that are listening in over in your neck of the woods, Brother Don? Well, right now, currently, it is 61 degrees, but it feels a lot warmer than that. It's uh, Mm -hmm. 69, I'm sorry, but it feels a lot warmer than that. I mean, the sun is just beautiful today. Um, Not a cloud in the sky. Everybody's finally out during uh, all this bad weather, enjoying the weather, just being able to get out, man, and sit in the yard. You know, we just sat out and we talked, and it's beautiful down this way. But, you know, we always got, I think there's a call for rain this evening, so if you're out and about, you know, be a little bit careful because them roads can get a little tricky when they get wet in this area. But other than that, Thomas, it is a beautiful textbook spring day here in Jackson, Mississippi, and on the coast. Amen? Amen. Well, y'all know, right? We don't do politics. We don't do all that stuff. But it is our mandate to pray for our nation and its leaders. So please, keep them in your prayers. Keep your family lifted up. Of course, here in Texas, y'all already figured it out, and I'm quite sure you saw it on the news, that our governor has lifted the mandatory mask uh, wearing here in Texas. 
the whole state. Now, all I'm going to say is this. Use wisdom. That's all I'm going to say about that. Whatever you do is on you, but I am not going to sit here and say, oh, yeah, let's have backflips and let's go crazy. Still, be careful. That's all I'm going to say about that. Okay. Well, enough about the news. Oh, enough about all that. Again, we have another hot topic, hot series, fresh off the table. Family. Another one. Here we go. Yeah. New series, Arrested Development. Now, you're probably wondering what is Samus going to talk about now. Well, this is a very, very intense series. This was a very, very intense series for me to try to prepare this. There is so much that we can go on just based on the first two words. But we're going to really tackle something that really holds us all back. We're going to tackle being unchained in our spiritual growth and relationship with God. Yeah. See, because we get caught up. And we're going to learn how to do that in this series. And we're going to break it down to the break it down and all that stuff. Yeah. So, family, I think I'm done with all the particulars. Again, we're live right now. Go to the website, www.tpvradionetwork.com. You can click the link that's flashing. We are live there. You can go on Live 365. We are live there. We are live on Facebook at TPV Radio. Follow us on Facebook. Subscribe to the website so you can catch all of the events, all of the ministries that come out of TPV Radio week in, week out. We are excited. So, again, we'll give you more details on the Stella Awards and the Spin Awards. They are on the same time frame, so you'll probably get bombarded with a lot of voting and things like that. It's to be announced. So, family, thank you so much. It's time to eat. So, if nobody else Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me pump the brakes. See, I'm so excited to preach, y'all. I forgot to get my shout-outs in for my brethren. So, Chaplain, get your shout-outs on. Then, Brother Don, get your shout-outs on. And if Minister Siron is able, get your shout-outs shout on, and we're going to eat. Chaplain's, uh, you have the floor. And, and, uh, Tennessee Colony, Texas, two hours south of Dallas. We're going to get the ball rolling again. Thank you for your services. It's a tough year, but uh, God has a plan for the brothers and sisters incarcerated. God bless. Amen. Brother John, any shout-outs? Absolutely, absolutely. First and foremost, I got to give a shout-out to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Man, I'm telling you, it's each and every day I just realize how awesome he is. He has done some miraculous things in, in my family, my marriage, and I'm just really excited and happy for what he is, who he is, and what he's doing for me. And I got to give a shout-out to my amazing, beautiful wife, Deborah. She has been just truly incredible. I thank God for her. I want to give a shout-out to my children. I just 
man, they're just a blessing, you know, watching them grow and them helping me in this season of my life. Uh, as a father, as a man, I'm just thankful to that. And I'm thankful for TPB Ministries. You and First Lady Nisi, just the outstanding vision that you guys have held to all these years is just truly amazing. And I love you guys. You always open me up with, with welcoming arms, no matter what. Now, I can be a knucklehead sometimes, but you guys always, always are there to welcome me. And I'm just thankful for you. And I also want to give a, a, a shout-out to you, family, just for the amazing time that we get to spend in front of you. You're tuning in each and every week. You could be doing 100,000 other things, but you decided to come here. And I'm just so thankful that I have an opportunity to stand before you. I'm humbly grateful, and I'm just thankful. Amen? Amen. Minister Siron, you have the floor. I'd just like to give a shout-out to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, our Heavenly Father and the Holy Spirit. For without them, we would have no life nor ministry. And to my beautiful wife, who, man, she a trooper. And I, I, I thank God for my helpmate. Um, and to my children, and as well as uh, all my family in the Lord, as we minister together. And for my, my, my boy who uh, opened up his home and his heart to my family and just allowing us a blessing. And, uh, yeah, I'm just thanking God for that. And, you know, Robert Helm wouldn't uh, open up his home to our family. We, we'd have some bigger struggles. So thanking God for that right now. And back to y'all. Amen. Amen. Well, family... We're locked and loaded. We got our shout-outs in, and we are about to eat. So sit back, enjoy some music, then, of course, get your Bible out or get your tablet out. We're going to eat in some words. Today's hot topic is arrested development. Yes, sir. You don't want to miss this one. It has blessed me, and I'm, I know it's going to bless you. So, family, y'all know what time it is, right? But I just got to know one thing. Are you ready? No, I said, are you
Christian Radio Show in the land. It is the Stop Sports Reloaded with the Familia. And when we come back, we're going to eat, y'all. Keep a lock, family. We'll be right back. Don't you dare move a muscle. This is Pastor Bill Jenkins of Destiny Christian Center in Rancho Cucamonga, California. And you're listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Walk with me, family. Let's go! This is the sound of the voice. Mom, this could help whack. Just play with your phone. Bethany Brown's song, new version, Blessings on Blessings. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not a drill. It's the B.O.B. Bell. And it's about to get real.
Everything we need. So as I close, 
Spirit. 
and the millions watching around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Sermon 
for me preparing it because I had to look at myself in the mirror. And a lot of times we get caught up. We get caught up in this arrested development because of our past. Yeah. Caught up in the things that we've done, all this stuff. And then sometimes we don't feel adequate. We feel inadequate. We got issues, all this stuff. And we have to battle through all of our physical, mental things. And then we're introduced to this man called Jesus Christ, to this man that has conquered death and the grave, this man that has the power to set us free. But the thing is, we've been talking about this for a while. We started our series with relationship, and this is definitely the cure to this. It's relational, but we get a lot of religious stuff that gets us stuck and we're arrested by the doctrine we're arrested by wrong teaching we're arrested by not letting things go so let me break this down our minds are amazing created by God starting at birth we process countless impressions of our environment and the intellectual people in our life, parents, family members, teachers, Pookie, JJ, all the rest of them. All this input, whether positive or negative, helps shape our personality, thoughts, reasoning, and behavior. As we grow physically, we should also progress in regards to emotional and spiritual maturity but sometimes we get stuck in childish thinking and conduct Uh uh-oh i'm gonna get in trouble gentlemen with that one yeah so we're gonna go into some scripture yeah it's a little different y'all like what in the world thomas did you bump your head no i didn't bump my head i we have to go into the word and examine what this is because a lot of us you know, we get, we get revelations, understandings, all that stuff, and, and we forget wh- what the Word says. So I'm going to go real quick to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, and we're going to go verse 1 through 3. And, of course, I'm reading from my favorite passage of Scripture. I love it. It's the Passion Translation. Now, the Passion Translation only comes the New Testament for right now. So it's going to be a little different. So family, here we go. Follow me if you can. Brothers and sisters, when I was with you, I found it impossible to speak to you as those who are spiritually mature people, for you are still dominated by the mindset of the flesh. Uh Uh-oh. And because you are immature infants in Christ, verse 2, I had to nurse you and feed you with milk, the solid food of more advanced teachings, because you aren't ready for it. In fact, you are still not ready to be fed solid food. Three, for you are living your lives dominated by the mindset of the flesh. Ask yourself. 
Is there jealousy among you? Do you compare yourself with others? Do you quarrel like children and end up taking sides? If so, this proves you are living your life centered on who? Yourself. Uh Uh-oh. Dominated by the mindset of the flesh and behaving like unbelievers. Whoa, that was heavy right there. Let's go to the next scripture that we're uh, going to break this down at. I'm going to take it, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Let's go to verse 8, family. Here is the anti-venom. But a lot of us, again, we take it on a whole nother level. Verse 8, love never fails. It never fades or ends. But as for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As of the gifts of special knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, for our knowledge is fragmented and incomplete. But when that which is complete and perfect comes, that which is incomplete and partial will pass away. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I did away with what? Childish things. For now, in this time of imperfection, we see in a mirror dimly, blurred reflection, a riddle, an enigma. But then, when the time of perfection comes, we will see reality face to face. Now, I know in part, just in fragments, but then I will know fully, just as I have been fully known by Christ. So, we got the first question on the table, gentlemen. After all that, after reading that, I was feeling some kind of way. I was feeling like, wow, I'm inadequate. What is wrong with you, Thomas? You, yeah, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. I had to look in the mirror and realize that I had to take care of a lot more of those roots that I thought I killed. And going through this, I realized that I was still intimidated by certain folk that preached a certain way. Yeah. I was intimidated by certain ministries that may have been bigger than mine. Yes. I also got intimidated by certain things that I was involved in, certain ministries I was a part of, and all this stuff caught up to me, and I was like, wow, I'm really arrested in my development because I'm allowing these things to stop me from going to the next level. So... I said all that to say this, because there's a lot to cover, but this is the question on the table. Facebook family, my family here, the panel, have you identified any sinful attributes and patterns that remain in your life? What keeps you from laying them aside? Now, this is a question to not only 
help someone that's listening, family, but to also understand that somebody that's listening to us right now is probably in that in the same situation. So we're gonna start with you, brother Don. Have you identified any sinful attributes or patterns that remain in your life? What keep what's keeping you from laying them aside? And what was the anti serum? You have the flaw. Hey man, man, I tell you something. When you sent me this title, I got really excited because this is an area that is very rarely spoke on progressive development. And you're hitting on all cylinders with this today. And and I just love the way the Lord works because this weekend I got away with my wife because there were some things that I was plagued with that I refused to lay down that actually caused me turmoil in my marriage. See, wow. just because I'm on the radio show every week, just because I'm doing men of purpose every morning sending out scripture, you know, that's fine. That's good. That's good work. But there was some key things that I was doing that I didn't lay down that kept me from the necessary relationship. See, because the thing is, and I'm understanding this more and more, we are we are to operate out of the overflow in our lives. So if we're not getting poured in, we have nothing to pour out with. And usually that means wow. there's a clog somewhere. And the clog that was for me was kind of what you would want to say the way I grew up is I was, uh, it, it, it's really pride. But, you know, you can get to that place where I'm a man, I must be respected, this, that, and the other. But not understanding, and I'm just speaking of my situation, be a little transparent here, not understanding the word of God told me to love my wife as, I, as he loved the church. Well, he laid everything down, opinions, attitudes, anything that he may have had for the church. And those things that I was holding on to that I thought made me or my identity as me as a man weren't, you know, weren't quite lining up with the word. So God revealed these things to me because, you know, it's not like none of us here on this panel, maybe in the audience, that haven't been churched. We've been churched and maybe over-churched to some degree. But these things, like you said, Psalm, that you hit it right on the head when you said we always deal with the fruit of the situation and very rarely deal with the root. See, because you can kill the fruit, but if the root remains, it has a chance to spring up somewhere in your life. And it could be within your relationships, you know, in your home, on the job, at school, um, in the community. But the thing that I had to lay down for me was I had to get out every area of inkling of pride that was in my life. Because the thing about pride, we look at the big pride issues, but there's little subtle pride issues that are just as detrimental to our spiritual growth as as, in, as, as the big ticket item. And, and what happens is, let me, let me tell you what I found out. What happens in that situation, when you're at that point of regressive development, your view of Jesus is so tainted and backwards, you don't even know how to see straight. You have this perception of who you think Jesus 
is, and it's totally something different. And this is what I'm experiencing now because I've been there. I've been on the carpet tiers. Lord, where you at? I'm doing this. I'm doing this for you, and you're not doing nothing for me. And and you know, the only thing that He's saying to me, man, just come and spend some time with me, and I'll get all this stuff, and 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 you'll see more. You'll see me for who and what I am really in your life. Whether I have a billion dollars or I got this lonely $20 bill in my pocket right now, I'm still, I'm still part of the body of Christ. He still loves me. He still died for me. He still opened grace up to me. And sometimes I had to, I couldn't see it that way because like you said, we get around certain ministries and we get this laundry list of rules regulations, this and that, those and this, and we use that as markers to where we are when all we're doing is still drinking milk, because we, we, can't, we can't partake of the meat yet, because just because your age says, or the government says you're an adult, mentally, physically, spiritually, you can still be a child, the word says, Paul says, it's because you refuse to address the root of some of these problems that's in your life that has clogged up the spiritual things that you are to receive. Now, I'm, I'm speaking for myself right now. I'm cleaning house right now because this is the very thing me and my wife talked about this weekend. This was our weekend to get away that we could address some of these things to, to get our marriage where it needs to be. And it was me. It was, you know, I take shoulder all the blame in is because I refuse to deal with these things because I let pride get in the way. So the antidote was for me was to continually, continually to find that scripture, stand on that scripture, and the scripture that I stood on and I took with me before, I, I even took this before I packed our luggage. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all its righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. See, we want the things before the seeking. You see, it, we're all good till you talk about that righteousness thing. And that righteousness thing comes with a level of humility that you're able to uh, receive and accept your shortcomings and your wrongdoing. Man, I'm going to tell you, my wife let me have it this weekend. She let me have it. She put me with a two-by-four in the sense of side the head. She let me have Uh-oh. it. But you know what? I received it because I had to get that junk out of me if I want that relationship. Because how can I not have a good relationship with my wife and say I got a relationship with Jesus Christ? Amen. Don't work. Don't happen. Nope. So that was my antidote is, family, you've got to find that scripture. And you've got to be willing to accept whatever... God is telling you, however that correction comes, you have to do it to unclog yourself to get out of this point. Because, see, that arrested development leaves you living in that same spot that I was in 20 years ago. I moved forward. Wow. Two went on, but Donald didn't move forward. I was still stuck there, waiting on things to change, and was upset and bewildered why they haven't changed. Because I'm thinking I'm doing all this religious work so I've got to be growing I've got to be moving so today's a new day for me and I'm glad you're on this topic 
because it touches on a lot of points that not only myself, but a lot of people out there need to hear this today. Amen? Amen. Minister Siron, you've been chomping at the bit. You have the floor, and then Champlin will clean that up. You have the floor. Okay, I, I, I won't be talking too much because my jaw won't for too long. But here's the deal, right? For myself, I struggle with people in general. I care about people. And I'll do what I can to help people, but I can't necessarily say I like them much. And that creates an issue for me because I expect people to be what they say they are, what they profess they are. And I expect people to deal with me as I deal with them. But that's not the real world. And I've been existing in that world for so long, it becomes hard for me to let things go and look past what what I'm feeling and what I'm thinking. I look at the Word of God and I've never felt there was anything that had anything to do with compromise, just obedience. Nothing to do with friendship, but faithfulness. Nothing to do with what I want, but with everything that God commands. And so, I struggle when I listen to words that I that just inside my spirit, that it's just me inside my spirit feel wrong, that that allows it to be adapted to the world so then the world can use it. And so it has created separation between me and others. And though I was churched, I wasn't churched in the 90s and 80s by a lot of the younger ministers, but by the older ones. The last time I really stayed underneath anybody in church was back in 1993. We all know that was so long ago. Google wasn't even invented. <laughs> and I'm uh, I'm growing, not because I necessarily want to, but because I know the Lord wants me to. There are things that I cannot change and will not change. They're just part of who I am. But I'm learning to refine them by listening to others see how they minister, how they deal with things, and the fruit that I can eat. I'll eat the meat that I can enjoy. Okay, I'm allergic to seafood, pork. Can't eat it. Makes me sick physically. Pray over it. Don't pray over it. You know, there's some things in shrimp that'll kill me dead. And so I'm just separating the shrimp and the pork from the beef, turkey, and chicken and eat the meal as I can. I appreciate you inviting me to the table, so uh, I can eat with you, brother. <laughs> Chaplain, he's passing the baton to you, man. Yeah. What is your perspective on this one, man? Well, it's a good topic, man, and um, everybody's transparent the way we need to be, man. I, I've been aching in my soul more recently. I miss my mom. I haven't had parents since I was 21 years old, I'm 51 years old, and um, it hurts. I, you know, life takes you through different trials and tribulations, and there's nothing like a mother's love. Nothing, nothing yes. humanly like a mother's love. 
second to Jesus Christ. And um, I haven't had it, man. Then I had all these kids, married, divorced. And I know my mom would have really been there for me, like she always was. And I've allowed my emotions to distract me a little bit, my affections Mm -hmm. to be off a little bit. And God has shown me that in certain decisions and how I handle certain things over the last two years. So I have to be honest that I've been angry and, and frustrated that my mom was taken from me at such a young age. And I had to be my own man making a lot of decisions without parental guidance. And um, I just had to deal with it, man. And I was talking to my kids about it over the weekend. Here you are bringing this topic up. <laughs> you know, wow. it's amazing. But um, we, we're human beings. We're born again. We have to live by faith. But these issues have to be dealt with. And uh, Jesus said, I'll never leave you, forsake you. And I had to now shift my affections on things above Christ Jesus and and really not fly low with my emotions because it was disrupting certain areas in my life. And uh, I, I thank God for um, the support. I thank God for certain individuals put in my life. And even after my mom passed, I had a tremendous godmother who passed in 02, and then I had another uh, woman of God, mother in Christ, mother of Zion, who passed two years ago. So it seemed like my mother's was constantly leaving me. And it really started to bother me. I was just really frustrated. So um, the antidote in the serum is the Word of God. That's, you know, I've done very well in certain areas with that, but this particular area, I, wa- I wasn't doing well. And I had to refocus uh, my affections, my emotions on the word so I can get the healing, right? Because if we don't do that, the enemy will keep uh, a foothold in that area of our lives. And so that's, I'm under that process now because, you know, it just kind of really hit me real hard this year. Um, So I'm in that process. I'm doing better. But uh, that's my take, man. Wow. Well, you're not the only one, Chaplain, because uh, Minister Siron uh, has been dealing with the same thing, and it has affected him the same way it has affected you. Uh, he lost his mother not too long ago, and he definitely feeling the effects. So y'all should hook up. I can exchange y'all numbers. Maybe y'all can help each other with that. Because I wouldn't know what that feels like I I know my day is coming And I can't sit here and say I know how you feel Because I'll be lying The only thing I can tell you is As a human being As a man we all go through Our stuff And when we realize There's nothing in the natural That can quench that And when we start leaning On the relationship that we have with Jesus, whether it's a big relationship, whether it's a medium relationship, whether it's a small relationship, just a mustard seed faith. See, people don't understand how powerful that analogy is. A mustard seed is small. And when we let life affect us, it seems that it's so big 
that we're about to be overwhelmed so much, but all we need is a face of a mustard seed. That is powerful, and we'll get into that later on uh, in, in, the, in this series because that's another big one. Also, we got another question on the table. This is a fun one. Now, we already asked the hard questions, family, and I don't see y'all leaving no comments on Facebook, and I know this is a very hard subject. Uh Uh-oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Ladies and gentlemen, we got Apostle Dr. Farsell Walker in the building. What's good, Apostle? Oh, is he there? We'll keep going. Here we go. All right. How has scripture renewed and changed the way you think and behave? And how has this increased your ability to love others? Hey, I'm a... I'm going to start this one off, gentlemen, because this one right here was a barn burner for me. I was like, yeah, I said it. Give me a break. Just say it. Anyway, (laughs) scripture, how has the scripture renewed and changed the way you think and behave? Well, I've come to a newness recently. Just being reunited with my spiritual father, right? I've learned, I've seen a difference in how I process, how I think about what scripture talks about. Now, now, when I looked at scripture, how has it renewed me? Well, a lot of times I was taught to read the Psalms a lot because I really believed I had that David kind of life. And let me explain it for all you that don't know how David was. Well, I'm not talking about the David that fought lions and giants and stuff. I'm not talking about that one. I was t- I'm talking about the King David that already was walking in his anointing, but he had issues, major issues. And he had to what? Reap what he sowed. Now, I know how that feels like. I know how that been walking in what I sowed. It wasn't punishment. See, what I had to learn is that there's some decisions that we make that we can't blame God for. Uh Uh-oh, I'm going to get in trouble with that one. But it's the truth. I was blaming God for all the hard stuff that was happening in my life now see what changed the way i thought and behaved is when i looked at myself in the mirror yeah yeah and guess what gentlemen it took me 30 years to do that 30 years yeah and i finally got it right in the last three years Yeah, see, this this walk, right, with Christ, if you really want the change, 
You're not going to like what the mirror brings. You're not going to like the reflection that you have to look at in the mirror. It's very easy to mask what's going on inside you, especially when you are a man or woman of God preaching the gospel. Because we got to stay strong, gentlemen. We, we got to walk in our call and our purpose. And I know uh, this is not this is not a uh, endorsement for still doing what you feel like doing. That's not what I'm saying. But the scripture changes your life when you look at yourself first, apply the anti-venom of the scripture of what your situation is, and then walk it out. You have to change the way you think and change the way you what live now. How has this increased my ability to love others? Well, hasn't been easy. But I was always told that you leave your heart on your sleeve. And people can take advantage of that. Well, that's a great attribute to have. Not saying use it for people to take over and, and run you ragged and all that stuff. But understanding that the love that you have is not just for you. It's for others. Now, when you learn how to love yourself, and when you learn and understand that you have the confidence and the ability through the Spirit of God to do what he called you to do in spite of what it looks like, smells like, whatever it is that's keeping you from going to that next level, I guarantee you, the more you look at yourself in the mirror, the more you pull those weeds out, and the more you'll be able to love yourself and others like Christ has loved us. Wow. Let me try this one more time. We have Apostle Dr. Farcell Walker. I don't know how long he's been listening, but I definitely want to hear his input. What's good, Apostle Walker? God bless everybody. Well, uh, you know, you're talking about arrested development, the psalmist, and I hear what you're saying, but, but this is one of those things that is uh, tougher than than words can explain. We, we like to think that we can just put scripture on it, and it's going to go away, and uh, sure. that that's not true. Arrested development, a lot of it, uh, some part of it is learned. Part of his learn, uh, it's been been kind of inherited through uh, our family line, but then uh, other things have come through other other dynamics. So, uh, you know, it's it's a tough. This is one of the tough things that you'll deal with uh, when you see somebody's arrested. Uh, you know, you see some of the guys walking, you know, with the hats on backwards. They're fifty years old, fifty five. That's good if you're going to the park, you're going to a picnic. But when you have people walking around all the time with that persona and pants, the big pants, and trying to be uh, little boys, you, you see that there's a problem. And, uh, and you know, and I go out and play basketball. I'm older. I'm not trying to be younger. I'm not trying to uh, shake. That's not, that's not what I do. Uh, but what I'm saying is, uh, you know, there's people that have been caught up in a, a certain posture 
based on uh, usually a lot of people don't don't have the required uh, things at home. Didn't have the uh, the father there. Didn't have maybe the mother there. And uh, you know they got caught up in certain things and didn't weren't able to grow. Like for instance, if you know when I came up, I said my mother and my father were not there for me. Thank God for a grandmother. But if yeah. if I had continued on that on that trail, I could have been really. I mean, every family is arrested. Trust me, every family. Yeah. Every family has traits of arrested development. And uh, but you, you're talking about the degree. Whether things are acute or whether they're <laughs> they're greater than that, so uh, I thank God that I was able to overcome. This is why some people are uh, they are very promiscuous because the way they were brought up, they feel less than, and they feel like they got to be the gunslinger like Johnny Appleseed, and you know <laughs> uh, get get out and get all the women. Uh, they feel like that's being them, you know. But that's arrested. That, that that's arrested. So, so you know, my my thing, brothers. I hear you. You're talking. And one thing I've learned is from church. Sometimes we have, we have overshot the target when we talk about uh, church. They just pray about it, believe God about it. it it'll kind of take care of itself, and, and you know, everything is straightened out. Man, we have sold people down the road. Uh, with a pipe dream, and some of this stuff needs to be really be worked on. So, exactly. so you, you got a good topic here, Thomas, and uh, and I think people, you know, you probably have people, uh, you know, listening that uh, have husbands, husbands. Uh, uh, some, you know, listen. Here's some of the things that really I've seen when when a woman that's mature and had children, and mm-hmm. she's out there because she. You know, got still got some uh, shape, and but she feel like I go out there and wear, you know, the mini, the mini skirt, and or the shorter skirts, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. you know that's arrested. I'm telling you, that's there's there's a problem with that. May may look, yeah. you know, somewhat good, and people will flirt with that, but that's arrested because why would you as a mother want to look like maybe your daughter, look like your daughter's friends, or look like you see? And these are things that we have to be able to correct. I think in the church. And not tell everybody that this is, you know, uh, you know, the Bible, the Bible. But the Bible, the, you show me the Bible, who was arrested? Who did it talk about in the Bible that was arrested? It doesn't really get into that. So uh, you're doing, yeah. this is a good topic. It's something that we need to be made aware of. And how do yeah. we do we cope with it? And, and how you yeah. cope with it is through proper uh, uh, training, uh, proper um, acknowledgement that you know uh, that listen I know I'm out of sorts son you're out of sorts I'm sorry for not bringing you up not training you right and uh, hopefully we can if it's going to be a process so Thomas uh, yes. back to you yes sir well I appreciate that Apostle for for your input because we're definitely headed down that road as far as understanding scripture now, scripture, like he said, scripture is a blueprint. That's what it is. It's a blueprint for us to change the way we think and behave. Now, how has this increased our ability to love? Now, we've talked about this two weeks ago 
in regards to the word love. Now, a lot of this is generational. When you are arrested, it can be a generational thing. It was passed down. Now, the development phase, again, as Apostle said, to reiterate that it requires to have someone that can actually help you through the process. Now, all of us went through different things. All of us had different upbringings. But a lot of us can identify with certain things that can help us get out of that arrest mindset, that arrested development of, of spiritual growth. When we were learned that, taught that, saw it, Uncle Benny did it, all this stuff. So I got another question to lay on the table here. Now, we all hear this word called posture. Uh-oh, I'm going to get in trouble with this one. We hear this word spiritual posture. Now, is this vital for us to break our arrested development? Let me break this down a little bit. Now, of course, posture has become so vital for a lot of our ministries that each time we orientate a new member, we explain that our posture is before who? God, each other, and those we are seeking to reach is of utmost importance. Now, as some leaders do, we remind our new New, uh, new converts or new members that God is the one who transfers or transforms our lives. He is the Savior, and we are his servants and messengers. It is his kingdom, ultimate, and ultimately, he alone has the power to change people. Now, I'm going to keep it right there because, see— when we talk about change, it requires something. It requires us to make the decision to change. Now, a lot of us, some of us, make the wrong decisions, and we take, like my mom used to say, you go all the way around Robin Hood Barn, up the valley, through the stream, and all this stuff just to get through it. Now, I call that, of course, the school of hard knocks. We've all been there. I'm quite sure all of us are doctrines in that. But I'm just saying, we hear so much about posture. Now, this is what caught me off guard when it came to understanding how to break three from spiritual warfare, as they call it, break three from that mind bondage. Now, I'm going to ask Apostle this question again because he is very knowledgeable in this. And then we're going to go around the table. Apostle, we've learned so much about the posture, the spiritual posture we need to have to be set free from our arrested development. Is this vital? You have the floor. Well, uh, again, Thomas, I think one of the problems is this. We, we do a lot of Bible. We try to put the Bible spin on everything. And, and again, this is what happens. Bible counsel is a lot of times scripture. Don't do this. Don't mm-hmm. do that. 
but but it's you need other things. You know, that's why you have psychiatrists and that's why you have therapists and stuff like that because you need more than just a scripture thrown at you. When 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 you have serious breakdowns in your own personal lives, you you, you need to uh, uh, have some some professional. And I think again throwing scriptures that we. You can look at all day. I mean, you know, and I, I know, whenever we were yeah. all, off kilter, we knew what the scripture said. We, we knew what the Bible said about things. But but did that stop you from doing it? There was something that you super, you superseded what the Bible said because, uh, you know, there there was uh, there was an inability to be able to just take that word and say, oh, the Bible said that. Let me stop doing that. It's not not that easy. So so I think we have to be careful again how we use the Bible and how we throw mm-hmm. scriptures at people because they need to have some kind of therapy, some kind of consultations, and they need to be talking with somebody that is is skilled in that area. And again, not just simply uh, uh, not just simply going to tell you what you know what's right or wrong because they already know what's right. Or and, 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 and that's a big problem today. Don't have enough people that at least haven't even, we're not saying go out and get your doctor degree, your master's degree, even your bachelor's. But I'm saying sometimes people need to take some courses in counseling. Yes. I agree. It, because so what, you, what, you, what you're going to oh. yeah. No, right, I'm sorry. But, but yeah, that's, that's, that's going to cause a problem, sir. It, it, yeah, get, take some courses that, you know, uh, take some online courses or just, you know, we're going to have to get a certificate or something, but at least learn uh, about how you should interact with people that have, have these various issues. Back to you, Saunders. Yes, sir. Brother Don, same question. Is spiritual post- posture vital? And Apostle broke that down and see, this is a two-parter. We got both. We got both our spiritual and then we have the natural, and, I'm, and I thank God Apostle made it because he knows both ends of the spectrum so he can help us with this. But I definitely want to hear your take, gentlemen, on this. Spiritual posture vital for breaking free from arrested development. Brother Don, you have the floor. Amen. Um. Apostle broke it down very, very well. I love, I love the way he broke it down. You know, spiritual posture. You know, it's important, but you know, I'm gonna just put it to you like this: When I first accepted Christ in my life, I was on fire. I read the Bible. I did things that I thought I was supposed to do to get to where God wanted me to be. But I think the thing that's lacking. And you'll never be in a posture if you don't have someone there to help you and to show you how and what you should be doing. And and that's what I think that has been lost in the body of Christ because there are no more disciple makers. You know, the, the word didn't say just go and make church members. The word says go make disciples. And as I do that, if I come along with you, if I'm walking along with you, and I'm discipling you, showing the Word of God, letting you examine my life, see the Word of God working in my life, 
posture will slowly, slowly start to change. And then you will see the breakthrough that you need. The biggest revelation that I wanted to share, that the biggest revelation I've got, and I think that this is one of the areas that we have to really hold on to in, in understanding our walk. Lord, share with me in my heart, no matter what we go through, grace has already been there before we've gotten there. Grace has already been there before we've gotten there. No matter what you're going through, grace was already there for everything that you need. Now, see, if I said that to say this, we need men and women in the body of Christ to bring other young men and women up in the body of Christ to share these things, discipleship, because I think discipleship is a very key factor to your posture. You're not just going to yes. break free, free from things just because you want to. That would be nice. That would be great. I, I tell you what, I'd be 100 miles ahead of where I'm at right now because I wanted to. But my problem was I didn't have no one walking alongside of me helping me from a spiritual standpoint. I had no one, you know, helping sharpen me. You know, the word says iron sharpens iron. And I had nobody, you know, I was swinging with a dull sword. I'm trying to fight this battle with a dull sword. So, therefore, my posture wasn't going to be correct. My posture wasn't going to be one of a victim. My posture was one of always as a victim. Because I was falling victim to these things, thinking I was doing everything right. So now I'm frustrated. Now I'm ready to quit. Now I'm ready to throw in the towel. Because you know what? This thing ain't working for me. And I hear that more times than not. So I think posture is important. But I think development is probably, or having somebody walk along you to help develop that is more critical than anything. You know, because we, we'll stay in that place stuck. If we're not shown, you know, because you, if you right. pulled right now the audience and a lot of people and ask them, what does being not conformed but transformed by the renewing of your mind, what does that really mean? Mm-hmm. And probably most of the people you ask couldn't tell you. You know, you need that, that broken down. You need that stuff like that to, to where you can receive it. You know, and I love the way the apostle uh, has said it, you know. We've sold people a bag of goods for a long time. Tell them, hey, it works. Just take it home. You know, put it together. Send it at home. And you got it. So we need to walk this thing out. And I think that that's a critical element to anybody's posture. Is that mentor? Is that discipler in their life? They can come and say, you know what? I tried this and I tried that. But let me, you know, let's sit down and talk about it. Let's pray about it. You know, look at the fruit that I may have in my life or whatever. That, 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 that can help you come on lean, lean on this for a little bit And I think that will go a long, long way Amen Amen Chaplain Same question Is spiritual posture Vital For breaking free From arrested Development You have the floor Are you there, Chaplain? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. A little technical difficulty. Okay. The, per- the first person I think about is Saul of Tarsus. Um, he was on a mission to continue to destroy the work of the gospel. Then he had an encounter in Acts 9 
not with a church experience, not with a prophet, but with the spirit of the living God himself through Christ Jesus. And his posture changed forever. We must have a spiritual posture. That spiritual posture is consistent with the revelation of Jesus Christ and the intimacy of that relationship, not ministry. And I think that's where people get messed up. Because this is not about rituals or, the, or, 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 or customs alone. It is about the encounter that the Spirit will have with us to take us into a different realm of relationship and kingdom understanding. And he never wavered from that posture. Now, if God told Ananias in the same chapter 9 that this is my chosen vessel that will suffer many things and must reach Gentiles and Jews. So how is he going to fulfill his purpose if he doesn't have a spiritual posture? Because it's, it's, it's never about us. It's always about the kingdom. It's always about the gospel. It's always about uh, other people. We're servants. We're slaves to the gospel, like Paul said. So if you don't have that spiritual posture and you just have a religious posture or you have a church membership posture, then you will not be that type of vessel that God will be glorified in. So we have to have that discipline to, once that encounter happens, we have something to do. We have to walk after him. We have to seek him. There's, there's things that, that are required. We have to study the scriptures. We, we have to fast. We, we have to say no to things, you know, in order to maintain that posture. Because it's not going to be all on God. He said, if you're going to be my disciples, you've got to deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow him. He said, love not the world, all the things that are in the world, nor the things that are in the world. All that's in the world is lust of the flesh, lust of the pride, and the pride of light. And if you love those things, the love of the Father is not in you. So to maintain that posture requires discipline, requires denial, so that the Spirit of God can, can govern us, mortify the members, and keep us focused on that which is of the kingdom. And that's what works. That's what works, and that's what I've learned. That's what I'm learning in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm going to lay the last closing remark because this is very heavy. And I want all of us to be free from a lot of things. Of course, I'm no professional. So if your arrested development is a little deeper than spiritual. Oh, I'm sorry, man. I, I know you've been hurt and I didn't want to call on you too much. So, Mr. Siron. Same question to you. Is your spiritual posture vital for breaking free from arrested development? You have the floor. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, Everybody's hit on something good on that. See, a lot of the posture that people don't want is the posture that don't make them feel good. They don't say they're okay with who they are. 
and Don accepting them for who they are and they get to say the same. You know, they've been taught that Jesus has only been the nicest person ever. He's never said anything wrong to anybody to hurt their feelings. And so people expect that, that, that posture even, you know, all, all the time. But there were some times when our Lord and Savior and all his righteousness didn't bring cupcakes and butterflies. He didn't come and say, you know, everything I'm saying is going to bring everybody together. He never said that. People teach that, but he never said that. So unless you come to many people with that, that posture of 100% of acceptance of everything they've got going on and that Jesus Christ just lets everybody be who they are and how they are, then you can't come to them with any other posture but that. Even in your kindness, you're saying, you know, God's not necessarily like you doing that. You can even show them in Scripture, and they won't even take it because the posture of gentle, the posture of self is most important. As Chaplain hit earlier, Christ said, if you're going to be my disciple, you got to deny yourself and follow me. When you come at a person with a posture that says, hey, you got to deny yourself. They don't really want to have that. Brother Don said earlier, you know, these folks out here making disciples. And so we're supposed to be showing people how to be as Christ-like as possible. And operating in that posture is important. If we find ourselves in a situation with other professed believers and they're teaching hearsay and things that are not of the gospel, we ain't supposed to be pleased with that and act like it's okay. The posture we take doesn't have to be violent, doesn't have to be vile and ignorant, but it should not be a posture of acceptance, but more of a posture of a teacher hoping to correct a student who's got the gift of the assignment, but not at all in actuality. I won't stop now, but that hurts a little bit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I'm I'm gonna lay the last the last uh, remark, and then we'll go around the table for final remarks in regards to this. Because again, this is a very heavy subject, and again, I am no professional. I do have some insight on the spiritual side of things. But again, I do thank God for my spiritual father for being on because he is very, very astute on the other side of it as well. And um, we will definitely chart this territory as the weeks go on. But I want to make this question. I want to answer this question. Now, is the spiritual posture vital? I believe there's two things that need to be vital your physical or your mental and your spiritual needs to be postured because if you don't have a physical if your physical man or woman is still in distress still in pain you still feel powerless you still feel hopeless you still are very sensitive to a lot of things that come from the spiritual end of stuff, then it's a little it, then it's a little far deeper than what 
a man or woman of God can say, but their ultimate remedy to it all, yes, it is God. God can break the distress of pain, sensitivity, feeling powerless, all that stuff. Yes, God can do it. He is the ultimate kill switch of all that. But if we don't make the conscious choice in our physical life to keep ourselves healthy, how are we going to be in strength spiritually when we're not even strong in our physical? Trust me, that question was hard for me. I had to look at myself in the mirror, and I had to realize that I needed help physically because between everything that happened in my life, the accident, my baby girl, all this stuff happened in the last five years. It took a toll. Now, am I saying that I'm weak because I need to get help? No, I'm not. That's using wisdom. God gives us wisdom for reasons. And by me doing this, I was able to cut off all that stuff that kept me arrested in my development. Do I still have some residue from time to time? Absolutely. But if I make sure that I keep God in my regiment plan of long-term breakthrough, I must understand that without God, yes, I can't do it because I can't rely on my own power. I know God's got my back. But anyway, I've learned also that there's no magic formulas. There's no articulated words. There's no clever tools. All this stuff that we use in today's time, both church and real life, the real power to transform comes from God. We have to trust Christ and not rely on our own efforts. He will guide us. That's my final thoughts. We're going to go around the table. We're going to start with you, Brother Don, then go to Chaplain, and then we're going to top it off with Apostle Walker. So, Brother Don, you have the floor. Amen, Man, I, I was just sitting here thinking, you know, the psalmist has done, done it again. He done read my mail. You know, it's so much, you know, that, that's valid here. You know, and this is not just an a average feel-good show. This is getting to the core depths of some of the things that plague the body of Christ. You know, because sometimes we get so caught up in the fluffy and thrilling things that terms like arrested development, you know, I first heard that term some 30 years ago, you know, and, and this is probably I had one of the hand few times that I've heard, heard it recently. But, you know, it's, it's something that we've all dealt with or are dealing with that's vital to our growth. And I think as soon as we absorb that, we together will be better as a body. You know, I, I think we together have, you know, come a long way. But certain things like this 
it's probably the last few hurdles that we need to be that greatness to come out in us, you know, as and as serving Christ. So I, I'm just I'm excited about this series. Um, it's so much, so much out there that that can be said about this, and it's so much ministry that can move forward to really get people healed and delivered from some things, you know, because sometimes we talk about deliverance more of a novelty than an actual place that we all should be or, or, or what we need, you know, we, we need to approach it as being significant and serious, not just a novelty, not just another service, you know, to get people to come or get people to tune in, but to really have the Holy Spirit do some surgical work to get some of this stuff out of us, and I think this is a, a, a outstanding time, family. Don't miss this series. I'm, I implore you, do not miss this series because for me, it's going to be a time of transparency, cleaning house, and even for me, you know, I, I feel like I'm getting ready to go on the surgery table to get some of this stuff uh, that, that needs to be dealt with out. That, you know, I can be a better father, husband, and just a better follower of Christ, you know, and so... That would be my, 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 my little bit on it. And just really thank you, Psalmist, for hearing the word of God, following and being obedient for this series because if don't nobody else need it, I need it. Amen. 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 Me too. Chaplain, final thoughts. Man, time for meditation, time for self-evaluation. Get what we need, you know. I can't speak for another man, but the ministry work God called me to is very heavy. Um, it, it requires me to have focus and great discipline. And um, the grace of God has afforded me that. And But every now and again, like Jesus getting away into a desolate place, to spend time with his father away from the crowd and ministering his disciples. We have to do that. We have to do that. Now, people won't allow it. and ministry won't allow it. You have to do it. And God will meet you in that secret place because you have to get what you need. I have to get what I need. We have to get what we need to feed the people and to lead righteously, which... Um, you know, that is very, very paramount in the time and day in which we live. So these kind of topics, I don't feel like I'm being pulled on. I feel like I'm being fed. I feel like I'm being restored. So I appreciate you, man of God, and what God is giving you in a type of platform uh, this is. Because at the end of the day, we're all men. We're all men that God has called. Amen. Amen. I appreciate you, Chaplain. Apostle Walker, give us yes, a sir. breakdown, the smackdown, because I know you have both perspectives on lock. So give us the breakdown. You have the floor. Well, I think as the brothers have said, that it's important to understand the arrestedness and really to examine yourself to see how deep your uh, that arrested development is within each each of uh, their own our own lives. Some people not as deep as others, but 
uh, again, you remember uh, we talked about throwing scriptures on things. You know, every scripture has three aspects tied to it. You have a you have a spiritual aspect. Uh, you have a, a a doctrinal aspect, and uh, you have a historical aspect. And uh, but sometimes in these topics, because they're so important, we want to just throw the spiritual, which is the scripture again. I can't I can't say this enough. We want to throw scripture. The individual that has problems with arrested development has to be willing to be mentored, mentored on what it is they need to do to come out of that. And you have to trust. You they have to trust the process. You know. Yes. Well, well, well what is the pastor? What is it, uh, psalmist? What what is it? You know, chaplain. What 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 is it, minister? You know. They have to be willing to trust somebody in front of them to tell them, listen, man, you're doing this, man. You're busting your pants real big. You're wearing your stuff backwards. Crisscross, crisscross, they went out a long time ago. Crisscross make you jump. You still got this stuff on backwards. Listen, it, it, it's time to, um, you know, come into the real. Sometimes they act like, you know, they've been incarcerated and they lost track of the time. We, we, we in the, we're in the 21st century, uh, and uh, you, you got to bring yourself up to that place, but that's only going to happen through uh, trusting uh, the people that are in front of you, that they'll lead you into a better, you know, and I'll say this, many people with arrested development, psalmist, they feel to dress like like I dress, like today I have a suit on, a tie, Sunday morning. I don't do that all the time. But some people, because they've been so arrested, that to them is arrested. They think that that is yeah. the, that is the yeah. that is the corny looking. This dude got a tie, man. Let me put on a pair of jeans, and like I say, put them on backwards. When you're walking down the street, you got the zipper at, at the at the, you got the zipper on the butt, and you got the the butt on the front, and you know, and they think that that's the way it is. Uh, it's gonna take it's gonna take being re. Re-educated. Amen. Yeah, that that is that's correct. Like, cause I look around now, and I'm like, wow, it's just you see so many of our brothers and sisters stuck, and that's just on a, a what do you call it a tr- a trendy level where we're stuck in the '80s, we're stuck in the '90s. We're stuck in wearing cross colors and all this stuff. Like, wait, 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 hold on. Let's get out of that. Yeah, those were great times. Awesome, you know, but you're getting older. I'm not going to try to rock crisscross. And I'm in my 40s. Like, come on. I'm just not. Now, I may not be comfortable in wearing a a tie and a shirt because it feels like I'm choking, honestly. But... I do know how to be tasteful. I'm not going to sit here and just put on anything. See, we have to understand there's a process. Like you said, Apostle, like you said, Chaplain, like you said, Brother Don, there's a process to this this thing. We can't get stuck. And a lot of us get stuck like Chuck, not only in the spiritual realm, but in our regular life. We get stuck. So we, we throw the cliches out there. We throw everything but the kitchen sink out there. 
and then we get stuck and then we get mad at somebody that they want to come and help us get through the mess because we get comfortable in our arrested development. That could be in anything. That could be spiritually. We could be arrestedly developed, even though that doesn't. I made that word up. But we could be stuck. We got all this stuff. We got all this knowledge. We went to school, all that. But we could still be stuck. We don't feel that we could be taught or mentored or trained. Arrested development. Let's take it to the practical. We can get stuck in the clothes we wear. We can get stuck in the traditions that we did. We can get stuck on still driving the same car that we drove back in the day. <laughs> it's a little joke. But anyway, but some people do still do it. Anyway, arrested development. So what I'm trying to say is this. We have to surrender and submit to counsel when needed. Mentor. Amen. Mentee. I had to understand that for myself. So I'm not just talking to you. I'm talking to you, family, as well. I had to understand that I had to surrender and submit Chris's will and what Chris wanted. It may hurt. I may not like it, but it will benefit you, son, in the end if you allow the process to work in your life. We all have to get to that point in our life that God is going to do the impossible and he's going to bring the people in our life that's going to help us through it without all the nonsense that goes behind it. But that's a whole nother subject, whole nother time, and I'm going to pump my brakes right there, put a step on it, and we're done. So that's part one of this series, Arrested Development. I hope you enjoyed the show. Of course, as always, got to give a shout-out to the brothers, the familia. I got to give a shout-out to Minister Don. Got to give a shout-out to Chaplin. And I got to give a shout-out to Apostle Dr. Forrest L. Walker for taking time out to come on his Spiritual Son show. I'm telling you, it has been one roller coaster of the month for me, a.k.a. Apostle Walker. That's the inside joke. Anyway, I don't feel arrested anymore. <laughs> I, li- I, I feel a little more free. So closing comments and we're out of here. So family, you are more than you think and you're greater than you heard. So Brother Don, you have the floor first. Closing comments, chaplain, then apostle, then we're out of here. Okay. You know, this thing I'm learning in this journey called life, in this journey walking with Christ, you know, it's, it's, you're not a lone ranger. It wasn't ever designed and meant to do alone. You know, Psalm has brought out great points. We need to start combining those that we can trust and believe because it's for our betterment in the end. Sometimes you have to lay down what the world would say about other individuals and just pray and seek God for individuals in your life that you can reflect, can bounce things on, that you can be in the So stay tuned to part two, family. I'm sure it's going to get juicy and good. And I'm Brother Don, and that's, that's 
I'm out. Chaplin. Well, you know, all the listeners out there, I want to say, you know, the Apostle James said, be doers of the word, not hearers, only deceiving yourselves. Let's take heed to what we hear and do what the word says do. I've had tremendous mentors, and I had to learn to shut my mouth when they talked and spoke the word of life and wisdom to me. It was tremendously beneficial. And I look back over 26 years, starting in New York City to Dallas, Texas, and beyond. And it is paramount. It's biblical. A lot of people have issues listening to leaders. But I think a lot of times that comes from lack of parenting. And that was my issue. But God sent the right men and women. And it really helped me um, develop in areas of my life. So bless you. Thank you. Thank you for this platform. And let's continue to grow and eat. In Jesus' name. Awesome. Yes, well, uh, I think it's always good to share information with other brethren and and come up with uh, a good uh, 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 program. Uh, I find that the more diversity you have in, in any conversation, the better insights you're going to come up with. So I, I bless God for the brethren there and uh, for their input and uh as you as you continue to talk, you get new new ide- ideas and new new things. So we, we bless God for uh, for you, and we'll do it again. Back to you, Thomas. Amen. Amen. Well, that's it. We're done. We're out of here. I gotta give a shout out though to New Vision Ministries out in Plainfield, New Jersey. What's good? Also, Illuminated Word Ministries. What's Good. God bless you, Dr. Jesse Walker. God, God bless you, Dr. Carmen Smith. God bless you, Carla. God bless you, Charmaine. God bless you, Apostle. That's my second family, y'all. Not in the natural and in the spiritual. Just saying. Love you all. God bless you all. We'll see you next week for another juicy part two of Arrested Development. You have a great Sunday, and we're gonna be taking out. By Pamela Ratliff, who he is. God bless you, family. We'll see you next week. And I'm done. God bless you.
Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.